I'm Matt O'Donnell, and welcome to the True Philadelphia Podcast. I sat down with Yannick Nazay-Sagan, conductor and music director of the Philadelphia Orchestra, ahead of a very special performance in the year of 2021. Yannick was about to perform with the orchestra for the first time in more than a year in front of people. Specifically, frontline workers all seated for an event at the Mann Center for the Performing Arts. The 6ABC special, Hail to the Heroes, airs on our 6ABC broadcast channel on Saturday, July 3rd at 7 p.m. If you are listening to or watching this after that date, you should be able to find the special online. Yannick is one of the most animated, dedicated, and beloved figures in all of Philadelphia. Being around him for the first time instantly confirmed this. We talk about the lack of performing to an audience during the pandemic, how COVID-19 has touched the maestro, how the orchestra will seek changes to become more modern, and how to him, seeing one's eyes has become a different experience thanks to the pandemic and masks. All right now in the True Philadelphia podcast. As an added bonus, I spent an afternoon with Don Liuzzi, a legendary percussionist and timpani player with the Philadelphia Orchestra, and talked to him about the return to performing before a live audience. Oh, and we also played the timpanis, of course. So first Yannick, and then Don, in the True Philadelphia podcast. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you too. Always been a big fan of yours because you have such great energy, positivity, and I wonder how it's been this past year trying to be those things. Hmm. It's a great question. I, um, I think as a leader, as a music director, and you know, even on the podium, I'm the conductor, but the music director is specifically this part of the job. It's the things that we have to imagine in programming, in reaching out audiences. And so I didn't think twice when everything shut down back in March to 2020. Um, I just didn't think twice. My, my instinct was let's keep our audience you know, engaged with some music. They need it. People need it. People are going to feel isolated. So my own loneliness or isolation, I put it second, you know, and I'm not saying, oh, because I'm, I'm so, uh, you know, it's not to say that I'm better than anyone. I just think that's the responsibility that I had. And I, it took a few weeks and months before it finally sunk in that I, I miss, of course, I missed it from the very beginning, but I miss this contact, this, you know, the, the fact of getting my energy from the music making, from the hundred people in the Philadelphia Orchestra with, who are giving me this energy back. And, but I have to say, in retrospect, I'm very, very, very proud of the way my musicians and the staff and the board of the Philadelphia Orchestra reacted to these ideas. And we did the best we could, but we realized, I think, the second the lights went off, how much we missed our audience. You know, so it's been it's been very difficult. I think the art sector, it's one of the most difficult, uh, one of the most hit by this pandemic. And 
Of course, I don't want, you know, many sectors of the economy have been, but I think in the cultural sector, this was really uh, all over the world uh, a catastrophe. And I'm, thank goodness, that we're the Philadelphia Orchestra, a, a big institution with great partners and people believing in us and a great history, because, you know, smaller organizations, it's, it, it was really tough. And it's, um, it's time to, to get back together. As a performer, it must be like, being starved of food yeah and so this must be like a, a big feast tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely it's it really is the difference between takeout you know of a good meal which is pretty much what we did with the digital stage sure, all the sure. way through you know we play music we enjoy we're enjoying food at home you know but now it's really going to a restaurant with full service and people to interact and to talk to because music is about communication so yeah tonight is a reunion it's remembering the tough times because i think to move on we need to think about the tough times but it's especially looking to the bright future and i would say a new normal not back to normal a new normal i think that's even what i'm most excited about this program because it's it, it, it will feel different than before, and that, that's good. Yeah. If this is a restaurant, they have to stay for dessert, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, there's always a separate part of the stomach sure, for sure. the dessert. Yes, so yeah, yeah. they must stay for dessert. The frontline workers who will be here, what do you hope they get out of tonight? Mm. Words are not enough, I think, to express the gratitude of the nation to our frontline workers. and. Uh, I like to say that music starts where words fail to express and I, it's in that spirit that we built this program. Gratitude, moments to laugh, moments to have hope, but also moments of yeah, letting the emotions speak through the music. You know, so how many times you know, in music we listen to something and we cry because it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily because it makes us sad. It's, and that's why music is so important in our lives. And that's our own way to say thank you and hopefully uh, help those workers dream and uh, feel embraced, recognized, and uh, yeah, just make them joyful again. Sure. I've seen the program. Throwing a little Beethoven in there. You got to do that. You got to give the meat and potatoes to your audience, right? And then you have a, a, the Rocky theme. Yeah. Talk, talk about why you selected those uh, uh, I mean, the Rocky theme, I have to say, as a Canadian, you know, of course I feel like an adopted Philadelphian sure. now. And you are. But uh, thank you. Yes. I, I, I feel this way. Um, but of course, you know, I'm looking at my, my, my years as a kid watching the Rocky movies and then. I feel, oh, I'm going to conduct Rocky music in Philly. I mean, that's going to be a bucket list item for me. So, yeah, we selected it because he's, you know, a hero, a Philadelphia hero in his own right, you know, inspiring people um, in so many ways. So, of course, it's, it's to draw the parallel with the heroes who will be in the audience today. Uh, Beethoven. The music of Beethoven has been the last that we played before the pandemic. We were supposed to do a full cycle because 2020 was a Beethoven year mm -hmm. anniversary, concerts planned all over, and that got shut and to, to, to silence. So it's, 
it's also the most inspiring composer, I think, in, in terms of um, taking your own destiny in, in your hands and have faith in the power of humanity to overcome adversity and challenges, um, which is exactly what humanity just did, I think, in the past year and, uh, and a few months. So it's thanks to this audience of uh, frontline and healthcare workers. Were you touched by COVID in any particular way, personally? Not personally. Uh, I was lucky, my family was healthy, I remained healthy, and most people, I think, you know, there's always a few people around the orchestra, but we were also lucky in a way that no one was hit so directly. Uh, in New York, sadly, you know, in my other hat at the Metropolitan Opera, um, we lost quite a few colleagues from the chorus, from the orchestra, from the, uh, from the, the music staff. So uh, that has hit hard, of course. And it's, um, that's why for me it's very important never to forget what happened and hopefully that we will all have grown uh, from this crisis. I believe in this. I believe that in moments like this, when it touches us, you know, from, a, you know, very uh, closely or from a little bit further, um, whatever it is, there's an opportunity to reflect and to get better. Uh, hopefully, I may be idealistic, but I hope that as a collectively as a society, we will uh, maybe have more respect for the work that our healthcare uh, workers are doing. Maybe we'll have also. Uh, I was talking to some musicians and they say, you know, we, not that this orchestra ever take for granted, you know, uh, what they do, but they said, we will all, we will feel even more lucky to be doing what we do because what musicians do of this orchestra is giving a moment to dream, a moment to get out of reality, a moment to to reflect, a collective moment to feel that we're part of the same uh, community and live the emotions together. And this is really, I, I feel so lucky to be doing this job. In a certain way, we are um, uh, caretakers uh, or caregivers of the soul sure. in a way and that's you know it's not as immediate as our heroes of course of tonight but we try to play our little part in society to also help uh, life be better so i uh, i think i hope that we'll we'll never forget how lucky and privileged we are that our community here in philadelphia is supporting us the way they do and that we can exchange these unique emotions together Indeed. so during the pandemic many organizations have reflected and considered changing things. And I know you already planned some, maybe some different uniforms. Uh, I don't know if everyone's gonna be wearing shorts. <laughs> performances, probably not. Uh, but also increasing diversity amongst uh, the orchestra and staff, uh, a light show, perhaps. What are some of the changes you're really yeah. looking forward to? Yeah, the conversation in classical music has been, of course, since quite a few years, a lot about how can we speak better and more to everyone in our community. And at the Philadelphia Orchestra, we, since I came in as music director now nine years ago, there's been a lot of evolution in the way people think about programming. You know, it's not only about Beethoven, it's about the music of our time. And I think there's um, many years that we have to 
repair, re you know, in, in the programming, which was for too many years, and not saying only in Philadelphia, but everywhere in the world, too dominated by the same names over and over again, and most of them being white European males. And there's some fantastic women composing music of extraordinary quality, and because a hundred years ago, and not and even closer than than this to uh, for us, I uh, unfortunately were forced to abandon their careers. Women, you know, even if they were genius composers, and so there was a lack of awareness. And we try to do our part now, even more after this pandemic and during the pandemic, to just break our mold even more and just say, look, this is all part of being a great orchestra is to be uh, playing the great music that we know and the great music that we don't know and we should have known for years. We will continue to commission more and more uh, composers, living composers and such composers like we're presenting tonight, you know, um, Valerie Coleman, mm -hmm. Vivian Fung, Carlos Simon, voices from di diverse cultural backgrounds to speak about what it is to live in the 21st century in classical music. And to have Beethoven with Carlos Simon is just the best way of uh, putting some light, as the spotlight to each other. So, there, it, so I'm tired a little bit in the classical music about this opposition about the past and the present. It's all part of the same, uh, the same great family of great music. So we will continue building more bridges and that means building bridges with an audience, that means also, yes, the way the, the concert attire and that means um, the lighting, that means the format of the concert. Do we always need an intermission? Can we sometimes have a video presentation uh, in the middle of the concert? Can we have a little chat about the piece that is going to help the audience? All of these things, it's, we've been having these conversations before but we are now making it happen and we're determined never to look back. So I've watched plenty of videotape of you in <laughs> performing, conducting, and you're really good with your hands, but also your face, the, the expressions with your face. Tell me what's going on in your head when you're <laughs> conducting an orchestra. If I could sum up what a conductor should be doing I think I would say that it's expressing the music with every bone, every part of the body. It's not only about the hands and the baton, that's what we see and talk about, but it's, yes, the eyes, the face, it's so important, the shoulders, the, you know, the back. Uh, Leonard Bernstein was, I think, the best at this, you know, as expressing, he was the music and I think we should all as conductors be committed to express what the music feels. Of course there's a big part of it which is of course needs to stay kind of cold here in the in the mind so that we we don't lose control. Uh, it's emotional, it's the warm heart and the cold mind, you know, it's, it, it, it's the mix of the two. Um, but also looking at the musicians and having them look back at me, it's, this is where music happens. This is a dialogue. It's like talking to you and we really look at each other. It's the same thing when we make music. So it's important for me to, to express myself also with the face. It's good. It was a bit difficult with the masks on, 
But the power of the eyes, you know, I, just after this rehearsal before the concert, uh, the principal timpani of the orchestra, Don Liuzzi, and we were both wearing masks, but there was something I wanted him to do differently. And he just said that, oh, I saw your eyes there and I knew exactly what you wanted me to do. So that's, that's I, I guess that's chemistry also between the orchestra and me. You're pretty darn good at it. Oh, <laughs> they're so good. Yes, they are. Yannick <laughs> Nazes again, the maestro. Good luck. Thank you so much. Knock it out of the park. Oh, I promise. You got it. <laughs> not having people around and not having an audience a physical audience there and so you have to kind of when with the recording we've been doing this year and like we did at the man because it was a combination of an audience and recording is you're imagining and this is what a recording orchestra does or a you know a radio or a television orchestra you're sometimes you've got an audience sometimes you don't so you have to kind of imagine that audience behind the camera how about I try a paradiddle just to try and get sure. the fanciness about, of this? How about between a paradiddle between the two? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We can give it a shot. Ready? Here you go, Don. See, I always wanted to be uh, in the Beatles. I wanted to be Ringo Starr, you know. So, but then I heard a timpani in the orchestra at a youth concert and a, at a youth orchestra, and the the sense of not not only being a drummer. And there's so, atmosphere too. You're yeah. filling spaces. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it's the, the depth of the sound is what really got me. to Yannick Nazese-Gang, Don Liuzzi, and the rest of the Philadelphia Orchestra. Thank you for listening or watching. Enjoy the many other episodes of the True Philadelphia Podcast archived on my YouTube page or on Apple Podcasts. And finally, stay true, Philadelphia. I'm Matt O'Donnell.